This is Vandrina. And this is Joel. And welcome back to the I Died the Day I Loved You podcast, where we go more in depth on the I Died the Day I Loved You blog and upcoming book. Uh, as I said, I'm Vandrina. He's Joel. And we are now discussing the previous episode where Joel talks about uh, when we met. What was the name of your post? I think it was Meet Cute. I think yours was called Meet Cute or something like that. Yeah, it's probably meet cute. Because, so, yeah. Meet cute. Yeah, mine was, hey, new hire. So, yeah, yours is meet cute. So, uh, Joel, take it away. So, what I was talking about in this episode was the differences between guest programs and guest services and how I was working outside in the heat. Um, I was also talking about when um, I went to training and they gave me some... Uh, shirts and that was the moment when I met Vandrina I was walking around in the galleries uh, I also we talked about how when you are dating someone it's not necessarily the best thing to go around and hang out for long hours with another woman <laughs> and um, as, and as we've seen on the Maury show that's always I mean every almost every episode of the Maury show if there's a female involved and they're talking or hanging out till one, two o'clock in the morning. Turns out Ralph's got to come out and say that was a lie, and, but not with us. I, I've said that multiple times, <laughs> and I will get Ralph Barbary here to give me a lie detector test. But I never did anything with Joel when we were working at the aquarium, and he was with Tiara. And I also never worked outside. You guys, you guys had it harder, definitely. Yeah, and um, so the last thing I talked about was how, um, you know, when I would go into uh, the galleries during my lunch, I would eat, and you and I would hang out. But one day uh, we, one day we were um, hanging out, talking, and you said you were going to go and do a photo shoot later that day. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember... Uh, going to do that photo oh, shoot yeah, with yes, us. Yes, 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 absolutely. As, as um, well, you might not know because I didn't say it last episode. Um, I am a professional photographer. Um, I've been taking photos since I was three. Uh, when my parents bought me a little Kellogg's, I think it was like an 18 millimeter camera they could send in with the box top, so we made pinhole cameras. So I've been doing photography my whole life. And uh, in college, uh, and shortly thereafter, I decided to make it a business. So I have VNC photography and um, been doing that for decades now. A uh, great way to you know express myself, meet people, travel, uh, do all those types of things. I mean, because of photography, I think we get into this on a later post. We've been blessed enough to travel the world. We've been to Jamaica, Paris, Boston, Phoenix, Japan. LA we've Mexico been all around the world so uh, yeah I do remember that photo shoot it was for uh, one of the my co-workers in my department uh, Michael but he went by the name of Majesty <laughs> okay but uh, he was a singer I don't know if he still is I he and I actually but you know what I actually don't talk about this in the book he and I had a falling out uh, so yeah Joel okay let's let's rewind so yes I do remember the photo shoot um I always had my camera with me. You know, he knew I was a photographer. So he asked me to do 
some promotional photos. He had a, um, a, uh, I'm trying to think, you know what part of the about, but he had a show coming up and he asked if I would do some promotional photos for him to make some flyers to place around, you know, the break rooms at work so people could come. And so, yeah, I said, sure. And the top of the aquarium is really nice. It overlooks downtown Atlanta. So I think this, this was before the Ferris wheel was down there. Yeah, yeah, because that used to be a parking lot. So, but you could see Centennial Olympic Park and the um, like Bank of America Tower, um, World of Coke. Um, so it, it has a nice skyline view of downtown and midtown Atlanta. So, you know, and plus we all have access to it. And it's kind of like the roof of the parking deck. So we all have access to it because actually the roof is a little lower than the top of the parking deck. So we met up there after work to do the photos and... I, you know, being that I like Joel, I invited him. And I think I go in a little bit more into this on my next post. But, um, you know, he came and I noticed you had an eye for posing. I'm, I can do lighting. I can paint with light. I can, you know, I, I, I can do my thing. But he has a, a way with posing. And I notice this when we shoot weddings. Is like, you, you are more the details guy. And I'm more the big picture person. So, like we've shot weddings and I'm like, where was, when did that take place? Where, and you've actually started a game now where Joel will take a photo at a wedding of something that's there. I'm like, where was that taking place? And he's like, you gotta find it. So now it's like an I spy, you know, when we're at weddings. But uh, yeah, I remember the photo shoot and um, I actually had a falling out with Michael because I did the photos and I charged him the fee and this was back in the early aughts. So for those who don't know aughts, like the O's, so 2000 through 2009. So this was 2007. And so everything wasn't as, um, I don't even know if Dropbox existed yet. But, you know, so I, I gave clients their photos on DVDs or CDs. And so I had his photos and he wanted the photos without payment. And I was like, no, he's like, you know, I'm good for it. I was like, I mean, I know I work with you, but I also know I haven't been paid. And so we went back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, look, I'm going to stop by Georgia State because I graduated a year before, but I still went in their computer lab on the way home. And I was like, look, I'm going to be over in Georgia State until, you know, like seven, eight, nine o'clock tonight. You go ahead and, you know, you bring me my money. I'll have your disc for you, whatever. And he was hemming and hawing and complaining and calling me every word in the book and this, that, and the third. I was like, that's all well and good, but I still got your photos and I ain't got my money. So until you pay me, you know, you're just going to be without photos making all this noise. And so he like right before I was about to leave, he texted me that he was outside the library. Well, he went to the wrong library. There was only like two of them. Went to the wrong library, finally came downstairs and he paid me in all change, like in coins. I was like, if this isn't the most yes move but payment but i counted it right there and as long as it spins you know and i gave him his cd and and after that he and i didn't talk unless we had to and by unless we had to it's like hey can you go relieve this person for break can you go work the touch pool whatever whatever but yeah we had a falling out after that photo shoot um because he didn't want to pay me my money money can break you and Money can make you. Money can, I mean, you, you can lose friends, family. I mean, 
That's why they say don't mix it. But uh, yeah, what do you remember from from that photo shoot? Because I'll talk about my memories on on the next post. But what do you remember from it? Well, I, I definitely remember posing him and trying to get him to to look off in the distance. That's one of my signatures, clearly. <laughs> um, that and rule of thirds. <laughs> like, the way that he would look at the camera just looked a little odd. So I just said, you know, look down. And the way that he had positioned his body was a little odd. So I had to rearrange him just the tiniest little adjustments but they made a world of difference and you could really tell in the photos that he went from just a guy standing on a roof to like a star a person who had some attitude and and was ready to take on the world and you know looked cool. he had attitude all right well <laughs> in the photos you could tell yeah. he, he looked cool and you know yeah calm and reassuring and you know, all the things you want out of a star. Yeah. Sad that uh, his actual personality doesn't match that. But I digress. You know what? But because of him, I got to meet Janelle Monet the first time. She was doing a, um album signing for her first album. This was right after she had done her singles with uh, Purple Ribbon All-Stars. And she did an album signing at uh, Criminal Records and Little Five Points. And I feel like I drove him over there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we were all there, all three of us. Well, I don't think you were there. You might have came later, but you weren't in there with us. I think you came later. Cause I was in the car the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't remember you inside. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I didn't even take a picture with her because I hate... I also like, had never heard of Janelle Monae before. And now we've before been to her moment. concert. <laughs> yeah. It went from you had never heard of her to now she's, you know, one of your favorite artists. Out of all the performers I've seen, she puts in the work. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Weird Al definitely puts in the work. Yeah. But Janelle Monet yeah. does at least as much work. Oh, yeah. She's worth the price and of admission and then some. So, okay. So you remember the photo shoot. Um, you also had mentioned the whale slide. <laughs> Which I don't even know if it's there. Because I haven't, like I said, I haven't been to the aquarium since... I'm like 99.9% certain it's not there. Yeah, I haven't been there since 2010, 2000, I think it was no, 11. 11, because yeah, we didn't engage with such Barely. So I haven't been there in basically, a de- yeah, a decade. Oh, wow. I haven't been there in a decade. So I don't even, you said it's probably not there anymore. And I don't know. It's been almost a decade for me, too. So it's got to be a very different place at this point. Yeah, when I left, they had... Dolphins had kind of just opened the dolphin exhibit. I'm not even sure that they had opened, opened. They had allowed people to go up there and look at the dolphins, and that was it. Like, there was no... No, there was a show. Dolphin show. There was a show, because my cousins came, but they came so late that the shows were done for the day. So we just stood in the lobby and looked at the dolphins. It was, like, right on the cusp. Dolphins had just opened, and they st- they changed the penguin exhibit so you could crawl in there. The dolphin exhibit had just opened, and I don't know. I think that was pretty much all the big changes that they had at the time. Because they got rid of sea lions and then brought them back. So, I don't know, but it's been a decade. But, yeah, the whale slide. So, 
I mentioned like the play area for kids that smell like feet. So there was a slide shaped like the northern northern right whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is our North Atlantic right whale. Anyway, it's in the Atlantic. It's a giant whale. And it has this white marking on the underside. Use your imagination. That's what it looks like. We're going to keep this more of a family show. But I was sitting at the play structure, which was under the whale slide. And it's literally a play. And here's the thing about the play structure. Okay. At least with the mezzanine where the kids would crawl through, it had little like down periscopes where they could go. I love how this is turning into us complaining about the aquarium again, but had little like down periscopes so they could see into the um, horseshoe crab touch pool. And I think maybe sea star touch pool. And then the whale slide was shaped like a whale. And then you came down and you went through the baleen like that they had at the bottom, the little plastic. The play structure had nothing to do with anything aquatic at all. Like literally you climbed up it. Kids got stuck and scared and screamed. And my six foot tall frame had to climb up there and get them out because no one else wanted to. They puke up there. (laughs) And then they would come down. It was like a like a three story tall play structure. But why? Like parents would just leave their kids there and like go off to Cafe Aquaria and have a bite. And come I mean, back. that's why they had it. It was an area where kids could feel comfortable and parents could abandon them. <laughs> Parenting one oh one. And it was great because that's exactly where I ate most of my lunches. Was sitting yeah. right next to you at Whale yeah. Slide, wherever. Yeah, I remember. And for that. like fifteen minutes or whatever, I'd be eating my uh, soup. It was soup. You would eat soup. I remember one of the because I remember I was sitting at the play structure at the bottom, and then like because that's where they would like leave their shoes or whatever in these little cubby holes, and you sat there where the parents would sit. And I remember you're like, my mom made soup. <laughs> you just sat there eating soup. It was just so random. Just because like Alex, I remember she would like drink her coffee there in the morning out of like her coffee mug. But you sat there eating soup. It was just I just the most random memory. And then one time we were both just like looked over to the left. Or well, your left, my right. I was like, is that what I think it is on the other underside of the whale slide? I do remember that. And that was just like one of our moments where it was like we both like hit it at the same time and caught the joke at the same time. I was like, yeah, that looks exactly like it. And we came up with another name. For which we won't say, but it, 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 we have another name for the whale. <laughs> it was so gross. It was a really amazingly funny moment. It was so gross. It it was just we always laughed. That that's one thing. Like you you always like whether it was whale slide or you know um, oh you would always take we would always go to uh, oh what was the gallery um, uh, tropical diver you loved. The coral in there. We would always have a good time in there. It became one of my favorite parts when I did tours because of you. Now we definitely laughed and we had, it was so easy to talk to you and it was so much fun. Now, we've talked way too much about the aquarium, but all right, so let's pivot a little bit, not to quote Ross, pivot! But, so we hung out a lot, we had a lot of laughs this and the third. Give me a little insight, a lot of insight. Give us, the listening audience, more insight into this whole thing with you and Tiara. Because, like, you told me she didn't like us talking a lot, sure. But 
I don't. That's the extent of what I know about it. Like, were there fights? What, like, what was? How did? How was that? Like, give me some insight into Joel, two thousand seven, with Tiara, strained relationship. New girl comes in the picture. She feels a little bit threatened. Give me a little insight into your relationship. So we knew each other for about a year, and then we started dating. And, and how did y'all um, meet? Because like we haven't gone into any of that. All we know is. Black so girl. Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Start from let, the beginning. Tell us, right. let, let's, aquarium talk is over, everybody. So All if right. you skipped ahead, you're good. <laughs> so I was teaching improv at a church. Okay. And some of my neighborhood friends uh, were going to the church, and so I went with them. And I was teaching improv, and one night I was standing next to this young lady, and she just really was into me and uh, we got to talking her name was tiara we were just had just talked and talked and talked for hours and um we started becoming really really close very quickly um after a few months uh, her mom passed away um, so you you knew her before the mom passed mm-hmm. okay so i knew her mom and i, I knew her four-year-old kid was brother she sick or was it sudden it was a brain aneurysm, so, so it was very sudden. sudden. Yeah. Um, Tiara was 18 at the time, and she and you was going to graduate high school that year. So, How old were you? I was 22. Cutting it close there. <laughs> 21, 22, I'm not sure exactly. So wait, were you dating before she was 18 or after? No, we started dating about a year later. Okay. Um, so I met her in like, I want to say I met, gosh, I don't remember. Um, I think it was either October or November of that year, two years before I met you. So 2005, I want to say. Okay. Somewhere thereabouts. I don't remember the exact details. I didn't write all this down, but, um, I started doing the improv around October so it was around then and then fast forward to I want to say March or April I'm not sure her mom passed away and the first time my parents ever met her was the day her mom passed away and she she was sitting wait wait I never knew this hold on hold on the day your parents met Tiara was the day Tiara's mom passed yes before at like she Wait, was it before or after? Like, her mom died and then they met? or Yeah, her mom died and then they met. Dear God, no wonder there was some weirdness. That conversation... I never knew this. Yeah, so that conversation with my parents... Why did you ever tell me this? That conversation (laughs) with my parents was the absolute weirdest conversation. Obviously! Because... Her mom died and then she had to meet your parents. Tiara literally did not speak to my parents. Yeah, she's a very quiet person. Not one word. So my parents are... They're very toned down from what they normally are. They were very, very quieter and trying to console her and everything. And she didn't cry or anything. She was just very She was quiet. in shock. Clearly. And so it, it was very difficult. And we Wait, weren't dating what? or anything. So how did that meeting even take, like, what drew, what caused her to be around them that day? Because she didn't go to the same church. 
Like, did you bring her over? Like, how how did they get yeah, up in the I same room? Yeah, I brought her over to my parents' house. Oh, okay. So, because you live there. So, it's like, oh, my gosh, my mom died. Oh, let me console you. Come, Let me bring you over my yeah, house. Yeah, and she and came over hang to hang out with me and, okay, you know, we get her mind off of consoling each other. Okay. You know, and, um. I did not, I never knew this. See, we've known each other all these years, over a decade, and there's still stuff I didn't know. Well, I didn't need to talk to you about Tiara. It wasn't. Yeah, but a still, thing. you know how I am. Also, you knew her, so yeah, but that. I didn't know. Oh wow! So this was about three or four months into us knowing each other. Um, she graduated high school. She did graduate high school that year, in two thousand eight, and um, you know she kind of just got a job, and I don't even remember where. Um, pretty quickly after and she had to help take care of her brother who's four um her brother had he was i and i'm gonna butcher all of this information i'm probably just making most of this up but um i believe that he was born premature like six months premature or something and he had like a feeding tube so he wasn't unintelligent or or anything like that he wasn't developmentally disabled but he spoke mostly in sign language and he um he he was very wired as a four-year-old just very active i think i met him a couple of times but um he was still on his feeding thing so he had like a device that he had to carry around to help him feed i don't remember all the details as well as i probably should have wrote all this down but um you know he was really exciting but the really strange thing was, I mean, I had only known him for like a month or something, and then his mother passed. Mm-hmm. And so basically the aunt who was living there in the house at this time to help take care of him actually just had to adopt him. And so it was basically Tiara sort of quasi becoming mother. the mother of a four-year-old and the aunt. And the aunt did most of it, I think. But Tiara was integral. She was yeah. constantly there for her brother. Mm-hmm. So um, what what little I remember was mostly about that sort of thing. And that first year was a lot about that. Um, she was really into a guy over who lived over at my buddy's house. Mm-hmm. So Chad is a friend of ours who's a great guy who just was into computers. Really into computers, yeah. And he had hundreds of, like, spare monitors in his basement, that kind of thing. So he was, like, his job is to fix computers and stuff physically, and I think sometimes with the programs and stuff too, but that's kind of what he did. But he had a bunch of dudes that lived in his house as well um, to help pay rent and stuff that like that. And one of them she was really into, and um, around that same time I was starting to develop feelings for tr and i think this was closer to about september or october somewhere on there about a year later roughly and and i just really wanted her to know how i felt so i kissed her and asked her to be my girlfriend and um it was pretty soon after that she found a church friend who had a house um he was like in his 30s or 40s or something. I don't remember exactly. And um, so she was living over there after a few weeks. Why did she move out of the house with her aunt and her brother? 
I guess because she wanted to. Mm. She had this opportunity to live with this other guy. I would have stayed and took care of my brother. Um, he had another young lady who was living there at the time. But when Tiara moved in, she had moved out really relatively quickly. And so um, I spent a vast majority of my time over there with Tiara pretty much all the time at that point. From then on, starting in October to about June or July, I'd say. Um, I had worked at this other job for all this time, delivering business cards. Um, but I had a, a big loss, too, around this time frame. Mitchell. Um, yeah, my friend Mitchell, who I knew for a year or two. And um, he had a hole in his heart when he was born. Pretty amazing. That he survived until he was 21. The doctors literally said, this is going to be a few months and that's it. But he, he, he beat that and lived 21 years. Pretty epic. I really do miss Mitchell, but around that same time where she lost her mom, um, I had another friend who was the guy who got me to go and teach improv at that church. It was Alan Small. Oh, and, the guy who lived behind you? Yeah, lived near me. And the same month that Tiara's mom died, his Alan's mom died of a brain aneurysm as You've well. You've been around Just a lot wild. of death. Yeah. So within that year, the, uh, a couple of years. This is all 2005, 2006. Yeah, I don't know what I said year earlier, but yeah. Um, so it was 2007 when we met. Yeah. So it had to be 2005. You said you met her in 05. Maybe it was 2006. So I think Mitchell died in 05, I believe. And. I believe Tiara's mom and Alan Small's mom both died. I think it was March or April in 2006, I want to say. And I started dating Tiara in late 2006. So come about almost a year later in somewhere about June, I just got fed up working at BCT because I kept Which missing. Which is business cards tomorrow for those who don't know. I was know. delivering business cards and I just kept missing Mitchell and the pay was going down at the same time. And so I was getting more and more frustrated, you know, not being around my friend who, you know, had died. But also they were paying me less. <laughs> and so it became more and more increasingly frustrating to work there. And when you're driving around all day, 100 miles a day. Mm-hmm making less and less and less and the gas prices were going up and up and up mm-hmm. so i was just like i just quit i was just like i can't handle it anymore it was too emotionally stressful and then it was financially stressful too it's like it's like a double whammy it was really frustrating at that point mm-hmm. i had really kind of given up on i mean i, I pursuing totally, any college dreams or i mean in 07 becoming a famous person or anything being a famous <laughs> person about nothing you but, know, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Like, but I mean, I, I was. I mean, I, I totally get it. I was at uh, Publix. I was cashiering in '07, and then, I mean, it's Publix. So, and and that's where my mindset when it comes to work still is. Like, jobs give you vacation time. You don't use it, you lose it, and it's paid. But at Publix, anytime you take off, wasn't paid, and that's still stuck in my mind. So, like, they would be like, take time off. I'm like, no, I, I need the money. <laughs> you know, but I, I get it. I was at Publix, and then I started working the aquarium. 
And when they found out, then they started cutting my hours at the at Publix. And I already was making, I was making less. Yeah, I was making less, even though I'd been at Publix since high school. I was making less. They were cutting my hours. You know, I was already not full time because Publix does not like to make you full time. Um, and I was like, you know what? Forget that. At one point, when I left Publix, I was work. They had me like 10 hours a week. I'm like, it's not the worth same. the time. To, and I was taking MARTA. I had the same experience at Publix. They yeah. were working me. I think they were working me 19 hours a week. Yeah. And, at, at and one that was po- if I was lucky. And at one point, I was only still there because we needed birthday cakes for the birthday parties at the aquarium. So they're like, okay, just pick up the birthday cake when you Because cl- I would go and work at Publix in the morning. And then I would come to the aquarium and work the, e- the afternoon shift, evening afternoon shift. So I would bring it from the aquarium or from Publix to the aquarium. It wasn't worth it. But anyway, so, um, yes, back to your relationship with TR. So I quit my job. Mm-hmm. And At so BCT. for like um, three weeks or a month, you know, it got kind of weird there. And I, I think that my parents were showing signs of racism. And I didn't notice it. And, um, you know, we're all kind of going through this moment here. But then Tiara broke up with me. Um, we, We had this really long day of her being silent all day. We were together all day. Um, she said maybe one word or maybe two words. I mean, this was an entire day with no talking. And I could tell that it wasn't just a normal day of no talking, that there was something on her mind that she was going through. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And we, it was probably a Friday or a Saturday, it must have been, Probably a Saturday. So are you guys a, an official couple at this point? Yeah. Okay. We started dating almost a year before. Okay. So this is in How did you ask her out? I think I just kissed her. <laughs> and said, hey, you want to be my This seals the deal. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. You know, I, don't, I have forgotten a vast majority <laughs> of my relationship with TR for whatever reasons. Um... You know, it was an intense year of dating, but it was unfortunately overshadowed with what we've gone through in the last... Which what? we will get to in a future episode. What is it, 12 years now? Um, As of this recording, I have known you 13. We've been together 12. So 12 years. 12 and yeah. a half. <laughs> 12 and a half years to forget a year. It's, I mean, it sucks, but it's, it's there. So... Um, so we were dating at this time for almost a year, and she was silent for a whole day, but I could tell something was wrong. And it was a very subtle difference, but she wouldn't like look at me and she wouldn't touch me for a whole day, and so I was just completely floored and totally confused. But she did go with me to the gaming store that night, which we went almost every weekend. Um to go gaming for hours and hours and hours. But while we were gaming, I was gaming with somebody I don't even know, and I was about to sit down and play a game of Magic when she handed me a piece of paper and she left the building and she walked home. Now, luckily, she could do that. It was just across the street where her neighborhood was, where she lived, Um, probably maybe 15, 20 minute walk. And this woman is larger, but she still was active. 
I don't know how long it would take her to go walk home. I really don't know. It, it must have taken like an hour to go home. But like, I opened up this paper and immediately went to chase after her because it was a breakup letter. And it was very confusing. It had some mention of my parents in and there. And this is the first breakup, right? Because we're going to talk about the the other breakup later. Yeah, and almost six or seven months later, we break okay. up again in January. But we'll but talk about that later. This yeah. one was before I even went to the aquarium, a few weeks before getting hired to, to go to the aquarium and work there. And in the letter, it was like, I really, really love you, and um, your parents suck, and <laughs> uh, we're breaking up. Something Do you still like have that. the letter I'm, somewhere in your belongings? I have no idea. <laughs> I suppose it's possible, but I, I really don't know. Um, after 12 years and three moves, I, I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Um, like, it completely floored me. I had zero clue that there was a problem. And, and even less of a clue that she and I had some things that we needed to work through at all. And when it, it, it came down to it, um some part of it and it was very little mentioned in in the letter but some part of it was my parents and i didn't understand that there was any issues when she met my granddad totally dead silent when she met my parents totally dead silent so it's not like when she meets everyone in the planet she's totally dead silent the entire time but you know relatively you knew her you met her she did talk but it was rare mm -hmm. it wasn't she didn't offer up every thought that she had, and when she did, it was usually hilarious. So, I mean, you know, I had a good year with her hanging out. When we did talk to each other, I made her laugh hysterically, and she made me laugh mm -hmm. occasionally. So, you know, it, it was it felt pretty good at this point from from what I had worked through. There was one other thing that was going on that I will mention. Tiara was really into S&M and... That wasn't really my thing. I didn't want her to be doing things like that. And throughout our relationship... Would you say uh, it wasn't really your thing? No, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Throughout our relationship, uh, I caught her online doing S&M, uh, being a sub, like, in chats and stuff. And I was like, what are you really doing here? And why is this allowed? How is this Okay. And so we had many conversations about that around this time in late 2007. But even after she and I broke up and we got back together again, it was a very strange relationship, a very different type of relationship. We didn't even know I was pouring my heart and soul into my relationship with her as much as I could. There was a lot of weird stuff going on with our miscommunication, and our just inability to be on the same page. But, I mean, you learn things from it. You learn things from that relationship, as one hopes to from all. You know, she's not your dating antichrist, I don't think. Not even close. That would I be mean, Heather. <laughs> honestly, even though things were weird and not good at the end, I never had the kinds of arguments that I had with Sarah and, and with Heather. They were just not even close. Okay. Lightning round. Okay. For those who don't know, Jill's had a lot of girlfriends. So, I'm going to just name, like, a few of them. Lightning round. I think um, I should just name them. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to name them. 
and you tell me, um, scale of one to ten, how bad they were. Scale of one to ten. Like how your bad dating they were? antichrist is a one. Okay. All well, right. Heather is a one. Yeah. I f- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tiara. I guess a, a nine on that scale. Megan. It was so brief. Um, a six, I guess. Sarah. Probably about a seven. Um, Jessica? Was that the girl's name? That was too brief. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was like a day. <laughs> Joel's been with... Let me not say been with. Dated lots of women. Hit Maybe that was what you were talking about earlier when we were just talking not on the microphone. And you were saying like it was three days. Maybe it was Jessica that was three days. I, I don't really remember it I've being I've lost that count. Long. We dated for like a day, and then she called me at four or five in the morning to talk, and she just talked. There was nothing of substance. And I was like, I just went to sleep like two hours ago, and I got a test. I got to go. I hung up on her, which was, I guess, mean. She called me back and dumped me. (laughs) College. (laughs) I was like, all right, whatever. So when you started the aquarium, your dad got you that, that position, or at least told you about it, right? Yeah, he slipped the uh, resume under the door. Because <laughs> you lived at home with your parents. Anyway. Probably literally, <laughs> as far as I know. Apply so you can get money and get out of my house. Um, and so he applied. And um, you said Tiara? You told me Tiara interviewed with you, right? Yeah, we were actually there together. We thought that she had been called in for the interview, too. And so we are both there and... We're both sitting in there in the room at the same time. It's kind of awkward, and yeah, they definitely didn't pick Tiara, and they picked me. It's even more awkward. But think about it: if she would have gotten hired, you and I probably would have either never met or met, and it would have never. It would have ended the day we met. Yeah, I was really, really hoping that she would get the job. I mean, of course you were. You wanted to work. She had good customer service experience, but at the same token, uh, personality wise, it was just night and day. Yeah. Yeah. For especially like with the guest programs department, my department, they kind of want it. I won't say, well, they want it kind of extroverted people and I can become extroverted if the situation arises. But if I can, I'd rather sit at home in my pajamas and not leave the house. But, I feel, yeah. I mean, she was, she wasn't an actress or anything, was she? She was a singer, but she wasn't an actress. Or she like was a performer. into the arts. I mean, I don't remember all that. We were. I met her in improv class. That's true. And, you know. I'm surprised. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't choose her. She was definitely a singer. Hmm. Well, there you go. All right. Well, we have gone much further than I thought we would on this episode. So uh, we'll wrap up this episode of. I Died the Day I Loved You, the podcast. And next time we'll be talking about my post, You Say He's Just a Friend. So for I Die the Day I Loved You, I'm Vandrina. I'm Joel. And we will chat with you next time. Bye.